I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Motor Mouth Podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. This is the place where we meet some of the biggest names in and around motorsport, chat about their lives and everything in between. This week we are joined by Thierry Neuville, the Belgian rally driver currently competing in the WRC. He has racked up numerous wins over the years in what has been one of the most successful rallying careers for anyone. He joined us to chat all about his journey up through the ranks, explains exactly how the World Rally Car Championship works and we put him to the ultimate test in our Motormouths quiz. Thank you so much to you guys who continue to download and listen. If you like it, please do leave us a review. It really helps us to get bigger. Enjoy. Welcome to episode episode 27 of the Motormouth podcast. Before we introduce today's guest, we have to head over to the land that has the largest coastline in the United Kingdom at 350 miles. It is also home uh, to the oldest wooden church on the planet built in 1081. Yes, it's Essex, which is also home to the soon-to-be scholar Harry Benjamin. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. Thank you for yet more facts about Essex. Always enlightening. Always learning more with each podcast. Um, I'm doing well, thank you. Still coping with lockdown life. Haven't been doing my exercise as much as I should have been. No. Um, In fact, I've really fallen off the rails with that. Um, But no, me and my shaved head are doing all right. Good. How about you? Yeah, very well. Um, To be honest, I've uh, just taken delivery of my new car, which is sat outside, ready for me to take for a drive after this. So that's exciting. Delightful. Very nice. Yeah. Skoda. Nerd. Someone's doing well. Nerd alert. Um, Right. Shall we introduce today's guest? I think so. So today we're doing something new for us here on the podcast. So far, we've interviewed former Formula One drivers, commentators, promoters, GT racers, Le Mans champions and Formula E stars. But today we have a rally driver joining us. Today we have Thierry Neuville, the Belgian rally driver who competes in the WRC for Hyundai Motorsport. He's won 13 world rallies, taking the top step on asphalt ground and even snow. He's recently taken part in German touring cars to add yet another string to his impressive racing bow. Thierry, welcome to the Motormouth podcast. 
Hello, guys. <laughs> How are you doing, Thierry, at the moment? How's uh, how's lockdown, quarantine life treating you? Yeah, basically, I have to say it's okay. I mean, obviously, we are used to be busy and traveling a lot. Um, it's the first time, I think, since the start of my career in, in motorsport that I have actually been able to not travel within uh, yeah uh, two weeks' time. And now it's we are more than two months. So, I mean, it's something completely... Yeah, something I I, I not have missed, but uh, I realized that finally uh, uh, I, uh, it was nice to spend some time home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it, a lot of people have realized that it's nice to have a little bit of time out because it's such a you know you go 200 miles an hour on the on you know on the track as well as uh, in life as well. So it's nice to have a bit of home time. Um, and speaking of home, where is home? You know, what what was what was life like growing up for you, and and how did that first um, bite for racing? Where did that come about from? Yeah, basically, I mean, uh, I have been uh, I have lived for more than 23 years in Belgium, uh, very close to the racing track in Spa Francorchamps, only. 15 minutes away so uh, racing or racing cars have always been a part of my life but rallying as well as my family brought me to some local events in that time and uh, yeah that's how I got into yeah uh, cars and competition I've always been a big fan of it and uh, yeah I've enjoyed my younger years together with mates at school and uh, uh, suddenly I got the opportunity to to step into some car racing when I was a bit older uh, from the age of 16 I did some some small competitions between friends on the fields with uh, some old cars uh, and uh, uh, yeah, from there on, I, I realized there's some talent, there's some good feeling for cars, and uh, I risked uh, another step into the rallying, and finally it, it, it worked. What, why, Thierry, did, did, was there a reason you went down the rally route? Was single-seaters or touring cars, was that ever an option for you? Was it always going to be rallying? Oh, it, 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 it looked for me so much more difficult to achieve uh, to be on a race circuit and, uh, and doing this as talking about rally. I mean, we, are, we, I, we were never talking or dreaming about WRC. We were always dreaming about being a rally with, some, with our best mate as a co-pilot and uh, having some fun uh, on, on local roads, uh, on, on some very small uh, local events. Um, and uh, as a spectator at that time, when we were young, obviously watching rallying was much more spectacular than watching cars driving around yeah. on, a, on a circle. So um, in rallying, you got to see crashes, spins, and uh, yeah, um, some, some nice action. So that has always been my favorite. But I also went to watch uh, every Formula One Grand Prix in Spa, and uh, we lived really close as well to, to Nürburgring, which was only like 45 minutes away. So. There have been a bit of both, but I think rallying is the is the better sport. Yeah, but you also must be completely mental as well, because having seen some rallying and the, some of the shunts you've had, it is crazy. You know, talk about Formula One crashes, things like that. Rally car just seems like it's on another level. Do you ever get scared? Scared? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I get scared. I mean... Yeah, for sure. The, there is a risk and we, we, we really know that risk and we calculate it as much as we can as well. Um, but uh, at some point, yeah, there have, been, uh, there have been occasions where we have lost the control, where we ended up in the, yeah, how you call it, botanics or in the, in the trees. But uh, <laughs> uh, we have always survived and uh, I hope uh, it's going to continue that way. You're... Um, rallying is very different to other forms of racing in a number of different ways, not least that you have someone else with you in the car. That process of um, working with a co-driver, how does that 
work? Are you given a co-driver and you just are expected to get on like an arranged marriage? Or do you have the opportunity to go and find your own co-driver? Sometimes it feels like an arranged marriage, but uh, to be honest, um, uh, first of all, I mean, every young rally driver started with his best friend, uh, with his mate, he shared a passion. But um, for sure, um, further on, you get into more professional, uh, more and more as you get into more professional racing, you need to have a lookout for, for a guy who is able to do the job correctly. Um, my co-driver and my friend was really good, but obviously... Um, there's also the financial financial question at the beginning of the of the career where no money is coming and you're spending a lot and um, for him it was it, it wasn't uh, possible anymore so I had to change and yeah I, I found the guy uh, to my next who was able to support me for for the the, the upcoming years in my career and uh, we did a long way together since 2011 and we have been pretty successful and through the wrc you get to visit some pretty amazing places it really is sort of a global championship do you have a favorite destination amongst all of that Ah, there are plenty of really nice destinations. Um, I've always been half, uh, a big fan of Cali, Mexico, which uh, is in a beautiful area in, uh, in really high altitude. Um, and uh, probably the best on this place is that, uh, yeah, we're going there during the winter time here in Europe. And over there, it's basically always uh, nice and sunny, uh, up to 36 degrees. So. It's always nice to to escape during March, early March in 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 Europe, home, and uh, and go away the sun. Um, but uh, also, yeah, it's it's a unique place, very nice stages, and um, I have had my first ever WRC podium over there as well. So good memories. And actually, what what we probably should have asked you earlier on for anybody who who's listening who might not be familiar with the World Rally Car Championship and what rallying is compared to other circuit type motorsports, could you just explain a bit about how it works and how the races are held and, and the type of cars you drive? I mean, rallying is very complex and could be very long to explain everything. But basically, <laughs> we are running against the time, so we have. Uh, three up to four days of competition starting very early in the morning ending up very late in the evening and basically you have one base service area where all the teams are based where the cars are serviced uh, between the stages and usually you leave in the morning for a loop of three or four uh, stages and you come back for midday service and you head out again for the same stages in the afternoon uh, so there's, uh, those are then the repeated stages and uh, by the end of the day the one who has done those stages uh, fastest is the leading leader of the rally and the next day we have new stages again three or four or maybe five in the morning and the same repeated stages in the afternoon and we're going on like this until the, the Sunday uh, afternoon when uh, all the times uh, of the different days uh, taken together and uh, who was the fastest is the winner of the of the event. I think you've explained that pretty well. Yeah. Um, and also you race on different surfaces as well, don't you? Yeah, that's the particular thing about rolling is mm. that we are running on three different surfaces, um, sometimes four because we have also uh, Rally Monte Carlo, which is basically a tarmac event, but in winter conditions with slick tires, uh, but on uh, tarmac, but on, uh, on sometimes snowy roads. Um, we have uh, coming next Rally Sweden, which is always the second event in the calendar, which is completely uh, driven on snow with proper spike tires with uh, long stats and uh, yeah, at very high speed. And from there on, we go for mainly uh, gravel events 
up until two or three more tarmac events during the season, which could be a Tour de Corse in Corsica, uh, Rally Germany, which is always a one of my highlights during the season. And uh, uh, yeah, this year we should have uh, Rally Japan as well on tarmac. And do you have a favorite out of those services? My favorite is tarmac because uh, <laughs> I, I've grown up on driving on tarmac. Um, the sensation on tarmac are different. It's maybe less spectacular, but you need more precision on driving, uh, the brakings, the, the forces uh, are different. And also, the mistakes are paid cash. I mean, on gravel, we have big tires, we have very strong tires, we have long suspension. So even if you go truck a ditch uh, with some of the wheels, you might get away with it. But on tarmac, as soon as you lose the control and you go into the grass or on the dirt, um, you lose completely grip and uh, yeah, mainly you end up by uh, losing a wheel or, or even two or three. And how frustrating was it um Obviously, you know, c- coronavirus, there's a big thing at play here and the safety of everyone is is the most important thing. But how frustrating was it after your your win in Monte Carlo to have to hold things up with this break when things were looking quite positive for you for this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously we had, have had uh, three events in total already this year. So um, uh, for sure, we had a very good start into the season um, and we were looking forward to continue. But obviously, um, we have always been fighting for the championship more or less up until the last uh, round of the season in, in the last couple of years. So we're going to be part of that that group again, even if there are only a couple of rallies left. We are actually sitting third now, um, but not far away from the leader. So if we're going to get the season restarted soon and uh, maybe four or five rounds going to be left, um, yeah, everything is still open for a nice championship. And you've you've come runner-up five times, right? This is uh, five yeah. times. You've got. When are we going to see you winning? Is is there going to be an opportunity this year for you to finally make that big step? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I would have preferred to to look for for, for first place uh, in, in in a full championship, but this is going to not be happen this year. But I mean, still, if you get four rounds gone, the championship will be valid and uh, going to be as important as it was before. But um, yeah, we're going to try. I mean, obviously, we were unlucky in the, on, on Mexico a couple of weeks ago yeah. where we got an alternator issue and had to retire. But um, yeah, as I say, we are still uh, in the amongst the fastest and amongst the leading groups. So let's see what it's gonna, going to be our field. But I, I, it's important for us, safety first, uh, safety for all of us first. Yeah. Before getting back into our rally cars. Absolutely, absolutely. When you look back through your career, can you pinpoint a a, a a real specific highlight? I mean, winning obviously Monte Carlo by the margin that you did must have been hugely satisfying. What would you say has been your your highlight to date? Uh, there have been many highlights. I mean, s- some events are maybe less highlight than at the moment, but they have been very crucial for your career and the continuing of career as well. So I have had a couple of events in 2011, but I knew it's going to be the last one if the result is bad and it's going to continue if the result was good and I was able to perform uh, every time in the situation. Um, but for sure, there have been moments like 
back in 2018, I won Rally Sardinia with only two, less than two seconds gap uh, ahead of Sebastian Ogier, where we were fighting for the championship and as well for yeah for our own crowd. And I was able to do that. So uh, I fought him down on the last very last stage of the rally. So these were really great memories and moments where I, where I really was able to to feel the crowd. Yeah. What's your relationship like with Sebastian Ogier? Because obviously he's been pretty much uh, an arch rival for the last <laughs> for the last few years. What's your relationship like with him? Yeah, I mean we have to cope together during the events. Uh, outside of the events, there's no contact for sure. Um, I, I, I won't say I'm a fan of him, but I have a lot of respect about his performances. He's uh, the man to beat clearly um, it's very tough to beat him even uh, when he has a bad weekend uh, he's always able to score some points so uh, um, it, it, he's very tough to 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 put him under the ground but uh, um, yeah I mean uh, that has also brought us to better performance and uh, have given us also the opportunity to improve and uh, be uh, as strong as him. Uh, last year we were able to beat him in during the season. There was just Oit who was a little bit quicker at the end of the year, but uh, we have been uh, yeah we have been growing every year and uh, getting very close to our main goal. And and actually, one one of the other things that people might not know about rallying initially is that as a driver, you also have to be quite technically and mechanically minded as well. Because if you have a crash or something happens in a stage where you're unable to get the car back to your team, you as a driver have to be able to sort of do a quick DIY job to make it drivable again. How how do you come about learning that kind of side of things? Is that something you just had since you first started or have you had to learn uh, the ways, you know, the mechanical side of your car? No, uh, basically I have been pretty much involved into cars since my early years and um, I have quite a, a big technical uh, knowledge and yeah about, about cars so uh, I'm not very worried uh, in, in any of situations to get away with it and try to find a solution. For sure, there are some you can't, but uh, um, I have always been very, uh, uh, very good in, in trying to repair and fix the car to get it back to service. Um, for sure, there are other teams and crews who, who don't have this experience. That's why we have did those training camps beginning of the year, ahead of the first event, back in the factory where we, we learn again uh, the techniques to work on our car, to change alternator belts and stuff like this to be able to, to do quick repairs. And just skipping back uh, a few years, you've been with um, Hyundai since 2014. Just tell us a little bit about how that relationship came about. How did you get that opportunity with the team? Yeah, I mean, it's very simple. Uh, Hyundai came into the WRC, was looking for a fast driver, and I was one of the drivers on the market. And I just came from uh, finishing second behind Sebastian Auger, who was at that time with VW. Um, yeah, I came, came from Ford, and uh, yeah, Hyundai hired me for for the first two or three years, I think, we signed. And uh, um, from there on, uh, yeah, I have continue to work with Hyundai um, yeah I I've grown in this team I have uh, enjoyed working with this team together we have grown a, a big uh, factory and team in, in in Germany which now is able to provide uh, me as a driver a very good tool to go for victory 
Have you ever had, though, some incredibly uncertain points during your rallying career? If you could pinpoint what was the most uncertain point, because the motorsport, as a driver, it can be a very uncertain time. Have you had, uh, and what have, what have your dealings been with that? No, for sure. I mean, um, as a young driver, you jump in the championship and you only think about going fast, but you, you don't think too much about being at the finish. And, it's like uh, I have grown for sure, and it was it was successful, and for me the right way to first try to go fast, and then learn learn more and more with the experience to be consistent and get the points for the team as well. But there was a situation back in 2011 where clearly uh, two three rallies in a row um, of doing the season, there there was clearly the point that Peugeot uh, Belgium Luxembourg at that time said, okay. We're going to go for one more event. We're going to see the result. And the first time was in Gran Canaria in 2001. And I was able to finish second or third by only seven seconds from the leader. So that was a pretty amazing result. And we con- we, we stick to that and continue. And then there was another moment where we were not sure to have the budget to go for the last round in Cyprus. Um, where we, I was still able to fight for the championship, but the money wasn't there, and um, we find the solution. We went there. I was leading the rally. I retired by alternator problems, unluckily, but I was able to win the golden stage. And that time, Citroen uh, was watching those stage, and they hired me for the upcoming year for my first season in WRC. So, uh, at that point, I wasn't sure if I'm going to continue or not after Cyprus Rally. So, I mean, there were moments where it was really critical, but. Uh, I always find some solution. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's not only rallying that you've taken part in. Um, I was amazed to read that you took part in uh, 2019, the German Touring Car Championship for two races at the Nürburgring um, as a guest driver. And uh, this is from Wikipedia. So uh, ex- apologies if my f- facts are wrong, but um, poll fastest lap led every lap won the race and then on the reverse uh, the reverse grid and race two started 10th finished sixth that's a pretty impressive touring car debut uh, what was that like as an as an experience yeah i mean i, I have had uh, a couple of experiences on circuit but this was definitely the most uh, interesting one and the most successful well, I have to say I had some good training before. The car was working perfectly, and uh, but I didn't knew the track at all, to be honest. Uh, I just one test day or one and a half test day ahead of this event, but uh, good enough to to get into the car to find a good rhythm. It was really amazing. I, I enjoyed it a lot, um, and uh, yeah, well, I had good fun. But obviously, the, the the second race was pretty much chaos because there was a big big rain coming, and everybody went off the road. Unfortunately, I would have stayed out one one uh, lap longer. I would have won the race because everybody went to change the tires except one or two cars. And uh, when we got out of, on track again with the rain tires, they stopped the race. So I finished yeah. sixth at the end. But uh, um, I mean, I still enjoy that experience. So is that something you'd, you'd like to do more of potentially in the future circuit racing? Yeah, I mean, for, for fun, definitely. I, the plan was to do maybe this year one of the WOTCR races um, um, just for, for fun and also with Pi, of course, because Hyundai is building one of the best WOTCR cars uh, in the world right now. So um, there, there were plans, but also in my in the future, I definitely want to go and do the 24 hours of Nürburgring, 24 hours of Le Mans if possible, and uh, 24 hours of Star Francochon, of course. Amazing endurance racing. That's as a top, a top of circuit racing, endurance racing. That's a whole other league as well. Have you had any experience with endurance racing before? I have done the 25 hours of um, B Trophy, they called it at that time, which 
basically are these small uh, fun cab cars, which are really fun to drive, but very slow as well. Yeah. Oh, right. How did, and how did, how did you fare there? <laughs> um, I was driving in the double-seater car, and uh, we started, uh, all double-seaters started in the back of the field, so I was second in qualifying for double-seater, so I started in 93, I think, uh, wow. on the race, and That's I came in hell. after half an hour, I was 36. So That's not too shabby. Yeah, not too it bad. Was, <laughs> it was a lot of uh, enjoyment, and I was driving with my girlfriend at that time, and uh, we were having a lot of fun uh, passing 60 cars in 30 minutes. Hey, you, you, were dri- wow. you were driving with your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, we had a double-seater, so we had two in the car. Oh, my God, that's so cool. That is incredible. You don't hear that very often. There aren't many stories like that. Wait, was it? Was she not backseat driving the whole time? Like, Thierry, go this way, go that <laughs> no, way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I disconnect the intercoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very wise. Talking of uh, intercoms, um, we have a little challenge for you here, and uh, I'm going to hand over to my esteemed colleague to introduce you to our... Motormouth quiz. Yes, Thierry, welcome to Motormouths, the hardest quiz in motorsport because it really doesn't make a lot of sense each week. Um, but basically, uh, normally we have little clips that we play our guests, but clips are really hard to come by for the World Rally Car Championship. So what I've done is I've come up with some questions that we're going to ask you all about your career. Um, and basically, you get them right and you get a point. Um, now there's a leaderboard, Brendan Hartley, currently tops the table with 12 and a half points there are 13 up for grabs in total and uh 20th and last currently with three and a half points is karun chantok so uh he's the man to beat um so question one uh, and uh, within all of these there's sort of three parts to each question so three points up for the up for grabs where and when and what car did you score your first points in the World Rally Championship? Uh, it depends if you count uh, the two-wheel drive cars or the, only the WRC cars. But uh, in WRC, it was um, with a WRC car, it was a Citroën D3 WRC. And it must have been for me in uh, maybe Portugal. Yep, yes. that's two points in the bag. And can you tell me a year to get three? 2012. Absolutely bang on. That is a great start. Three points in the bag. And yeah, so I was going from the, the efficient WRC cars. Okay. Solid start. Next one. Next one coming at you for another three points. In your WRC career to date, how many rallies have you started? How many wins do you have? And how many points do you have? That's a tough one. <laughs> Let's start. So how many starts have you had? In total, huh. uh, that's very difficult. Um, <laughs> I have done a lot of rallies. Um, I would say 187. Oh, I'm afraid not. Well, according to know. my research, it's 113. Uh, way, way out, way out. You're in the hundreds. <laughs> that's still an I, impressive number. I have no idea, to be honest. Uh, how many um, actually no sorry I meant how many podiums have you had not wins how many podiums because wins was in my whole career in your whole WRC career Ah, podiums WRC WRC um, 36 oh hang on Harry before before you give points or no points this is a tough one I'm thinking maybe if he gets within a certain amount yeah all right, I'll give you a point for that because it wasn't 37, but it was 41, 41 podiums you've had. But I'm going to give you a point because you were, you're close enough. And this next um, one, I think if, if we get within, what, 
100 points? If you get within 100 of this, then I'll give you the point. So how many points have you scored in total so far in your WRC career? Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> uh, in total? Um, you get within 100, I'll give you the point. Mean, that, that's very difficult. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't remember. I have done eight, uh, eight, nine years, eight years. The last years we were always around 180, if I remember, nearly 200, I think. So uh, um, let's say 1,150. Uh, 1, oh, you know what? That's fair, fair play. 1,262 is... is uh, that was a good guess. Get the point he worked through that, that one. Enough. That was good. That was good. So, all right. So that's two points in the bag for that one. So, so far, you're on five points. Okay. A few more coming at you. Now, this is uh, this is it's one looking well. at your Twitter. Again, it's a tough one. No cheating. How, how many people do you follow on Twitter? How many <laughs> followers do you have? And what was your last tweet? No cheating, please. Uh, to be honest, very honest, I don't use Twitter at all. And I, I have can somebody, tell. <laughs> I have somebody working for me as well who do a little bit, but I never watch Twitter, so I couldn't tell you at all. Maybe I follow uh, 700 people and... Uh, my last post must have been uh, yesterday. Um, and I don't know. What was the last question? <laughs> How many followers do you think you have? 80,000 or 90,000, I don't know. Oh, well, you know what? Um, I'm afraid you don't get any points. Zero points right? for that. <laughs> uh, you have 300, as of yesterday, you have 380, uh, you follow 380 yes. accounts. You have 111.4 thousand followers. Uh, and your last tweet was an interview with Red Bull. But I'm afraid that's zero okay. on that one. So, Nil uh, no worries there. I'm sorry. A couple more to go. And then uh, you're slotting our leaderboard. Okay. What was your first rally? Where was your first rally win? And where was your most recent win? Um, my first rally was uh, it was 2009 in Rally Spain yes absolutely correct okay. uh, and then so then in WRC what was your first win in WRC my first win uh, was uh, in juniors was the, uh, Rally Bulgaria in 2010 uh, right. in JWRC and with the WRC car, it was 2014 uh, Rally Germany. Yes. Bang on. And finally, what was your most recent win? Easy. Uh, the Monte Carlo. Absolutely spot on. Three out of three for that one. Okay. Final question for a bonus point. You obviously drive for the Hyundai team. Uh, now, what country is Hyundai's headquarters based in? In Germany. No, not not. Think about this. Not the WRC team. Ah, okay. The 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 Hyundai HQ. Got to get this <laughs> one wrong. See your PR yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where is the Hyundai? Uh, yeah, I was talking about motorsport, but uh, Hyundai is a Korean manufacturer. There and the European, but the European uh, HQ is still in uh, Frankfurt. Okay, I will not, give you not that. Not far from the motorsport. Uh, <laughs> not far from the motorsport uh, department. You've clawed, you've clawed it back. I will give you that. I was looking for Korea, South Korea in particular, but you said that. So I'm going to give you the point on that one. So in total, Thierry, you have clocked up. Let me just do the maths. Three, 
That is a solid nine points out of 13. So not too much. Difficult question. Difficult. It's it the was hardest tough. quiz in motorsport. It's the hardest quiz in motorsport. Yeah. So that puts you on our, on our, we have two leaderboards. We have the overall leaderboard and that puts you, it's a very competitive leaderboard. So that puts you in, I'm afraid, 14th place oh. out of 20. So bang in the midfield, just below uh, Freddie Hunt, son of James Hunt. Uh, but as we are in season three of this podcast, uh, we have a season three leaderboard as well. And nine points puts you in fourth, just below Freddie Hunt and above Tom Shilton. So uh, the British touring car driver. So, you know, good names to be surrounded by. So thank you very much, Thierry, for playing Motormouth. Strong effort. Strong effort. <laughs> well done, Thierry. Now, listen, um, I'm curious to know, outside of racing, what other talents have you got? What, what's a talent that you've got that perhaps the general public don't know anything about, if you have any at all? Talents, to be honest. Uh, I think my my only talent is to drive fast with, uh, with uh, any kind of cars or motorized vehicles. Um, but I have some passions as well, which basically are helicopter flying and which is something which is not not really easy um, mm-hmm. and needed a lot of, uh, yeah, basically investment for myself um, to do, uh, yeah, to do my, my license, my flight license. And it's something I enjoy every time I am able to have a go. And uh, yeah, that's very cool. What sort of, what sort of helicopter do you fly? I, I basically, I fly two different helicopters. So um, the, um, the R44 from Robinson, uh, which is a four-seater, but also the six-seater uh, from Airbus uh, H125. So it's a nice machine with a lot of power. I can hear I can hear family in the background. You, 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 you're like me. You, you're trying to hide from children the whole time. It's what it's what I do on a daily basis. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, we we won't keep you too much longer, Thierry. Just a few more questions coming at you. What are you rubbish at? Um, cooking. <laughs> You don't do the do cooking you have in the a, household. A signature dish. I have no dish at all. No dish at all. <laughs> not even a, not even a dish. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so, obviously, as a motorsport, uh, as a racing driver, a lot of travelling is involved. Travelling to so many different countries. How do you manage all that? You know, the different time zones and and staying alert and just dealing with all that time on the road. Uh, basically, I don't know. I'm getting used to it. I I've yeah. been doing travelling. I spend probably most of the time on my phone and chatting with friends and and uh, calling calling the manager and the family but uh, yeah for sure we spend a lot of time uh, traveling and uh, being in the airplanes uh, in the air but uh, yeah it's part of the job now Thierry we have three questions which we ask all of our guests and I'm going to fire them at you now I'll kick off with the first one what's got you excited at the moment and it doesn't have to be racing related it could be something else entirely but what's got you what's got you excited um yeah basically not, not, not a lot i mean uh, we we spend our our apartment back here in monaco and uh, um yeah i don't i don't know what to to, to answer i mean uh, um yeah my, my girlfriend Oh, oh, bless you. Lovely. She'll be pleased to hear that. I suppose yeah. we've got, hopefully, the start of the, the WRC um, to look forward to. Hopefully that'll come and, and we can all get excited about that. If you weren't a racing driver, Thierry, what would you be doing? Um, yeah, but probably 
Det er jo ligesom over helikopterpilot for yeah. helikopter company, yeah. or I would be uh, some instructor for I don't know, a yeah, driving instructor for any kind of manufacturer, maybe for Ireland. Oh, very nice. I'm terrified of helicopters. There's no way. I've, I've never been in one, I have to say. I, I've been in a few. Um, my uncle had a single uh, single engine helicopter. One of those, I don't know what you call them, Thierry. It's it's like a small bubble, um, ver- lots of glass, single engine, tiny. Yeah, it's probably a Robinson helicopter. Yeah. A hor- small one, two-seater. Is a two-seater. Robinson, uh, yeah, two-seater. And it, it's a horrible experience. And it, <laughs> I, n- not in control of it. You can see right down through the floor. If that engine goes... It, you're done for. You're done, you're done there's, for. there's always a safety too. You are always able to come down. Well, as a parachute, I suppose, you know, there's always that option. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> don't jump up. Um, and uh, finally, um, a question that throws up all sorts of different answers. What are you scared of? Uh, let, let's say probably most scared I'm about spiders. Oh, have you ever ha- come across any uh, any you know big huntsmen or tarantulas or uh, is it just a, f- a fear that everybody has? Uh, I have seen a couple of big spiders. Uh, yeah, uh, already, especially we are driving through the forests and sometimes mm. uh, have to stop between stages even doing reiki. But I I couldn't tell you what spider it was because I was already gone away when, <laughs> before I was able to to, to the them. floor go. <laughs> so if there's a if there's a spider at home, presumably it's not you that goes and gets rid of it and throws it in the toilet. It's your other half. No, I mean when they're very small, it's still okay. <laughs> but, uh, he can once dr- they are bigger than a dump, then uh, it's not getting yeah. interesting. He can drive oh, on the edge yeah. of a cliff at 100 miles an hour, but he can't sp- pick up a spider. No. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too much scared about it. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Thierry, thank you so much for giving up your time to come on the Motormouth podcast. We really appreciate it. We look forward to when uh, the season gets uh, underway and, and fingers crossed for, for a good end uh, to the 2020 campaign. Cheers, Thierry. Thank you, guys. Thank you Enjoy. for joining us. Take it easy. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore Instagram at Motormouth underscore official and on Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile and interact with others and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth podcast. We here at Motormouth are a small, independent team. Since starting this podcast just over a year ago, we're reaching over 15,000 of you across 30 countries around the world. And we want to bring the biggest names in motorsport to you. Find out about their lives and careers and have a chat about whatever is going on in the motorsport world. We are determined to carry on producing these episodes. However, they do come at a cost. From securing guests to equipment and editing software and expanding the podcast and app, That's why we've set up a Patreon page where you can help us to carry on doing what we do. There are three levels at which you can contribute, starting from £5 a month to £10 or £20. Each tier allows you slightly different levels of access. Depending on which one you choose, you can enjoy early access to podcast episodes, exclusive member benefits, merchandise, shout-outs, and your chance to feature on one of our shows. Any support you can give us is massively appreciated and will help us grow and continue to bring cool content to race fans all over the world.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 